Gloves down, beers up. what you call a banger bro thank you no. thank you thank you thank you Pacento, the boss Pacento boss there is no what's the, going on there is what's no going on? in there right? stuff like that uh, ray ray man i've known you for whoa woo, we're going on what 20 years maybe about 20 years brother 20, 20, years, 20 years yeah man you know hey man well first off before we even get into just starting to um you know talk about your career uh your life um mm -hmm. you know your ups and your downs in your career and in, in, in your life and all that. Um, I want to thank you, bro, for coming on uh, Gloves Down, Beers Up. Salud. You know. Um, thank you. So, you know, for my listeners, because, you know, a lot of folks are going to be like, what are you doing, Dave? You never uh, go outside of boxing and start talking other, other you know, things. Um, and sometimes I'll go on a short like rant on, on politics or, you know, and everybody yeah. knows that I try to keep, I always try to keep my interest out of boxing talk, you know, but I kind of felt like I've always wanted to venture out, you know, and kind of show people that I, there's a lot more to leave it in the ring. Uh, Dave Duenas than just, of course, you know, talking boxing. Right. Yeah. So bro, I want to thank you for coming on, man. And, uh, you know, about to share a lot of stuff, you know, here on, uh, you know, Gloves Down, uh, Beers Up, bro. Okay. So let me get into, born in Nicaragua, am I right? Yes. Born what in part? Nicaragua, Leon. Leon. Okay. And then, and, and then you went up, your, your family, your family decided to, to migrate over to uh, Brooklyn, right? Yeah. We went from uh, Nicaragua to Brooklyn. And how long, so how long did you guys end up staying out there? In New York? Yeah. Uh, we stayed in Brooklyn, I would say, like a, from, I would say, like a good 15, about 15 years, and then moved to Cali. Why? why, why so what happened there? Like, what was the, was it like, uh, you know, you guys wanted a different scenery? Uh, was it like your your, your family had an, a, a, an offering of a better job? Like, why, why the move? Because that's, <laughs> man, that's from, from going from Nicaragua all the way to New York and then back you know, we're there to California. That's like a lot of traveling. Oh well, um, I think what one of I mean, imagine the culture shock too, right? Right. Um, going from uh, going from Nicaragua to straight to New York. You know what I'm saying? So imagine the culture shock going from from literally living like you know uh, on the fields. You know what I mean? Like that, that, it was country, pure right, pure country. But more than country, we live like in the jungle it's actual jungle living basically really jungle living right so it's almost from the jungle going straight to to new york imagine the culture shock like you know what i'm saying going yeah. from a third world country too keep yeah. that in mind a third world country going to coming here to the u.s so do you have do you have york. a lot of do you have a lot of memories from from nicaragua when you were younger because how old were oh, you when you guys left oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I do actually. How old were you when you when you left to New York? Uh, I was nine years old when I left Nicaragua. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. So. That that's that's crazy. So okay, so you're now in New York. What 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 then? Um, we were in New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, um, again, you know, big culture shock. We were uh, we didn't know. We basically didn't know. You know, uh, it, it was big for us, bro. Going to a big <laughs> one of the biggest cities in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and making that transaction from Nicaragua to to New York, it was big. But you know, we adapt to to everything pretty much. So. We adapted to New York, actually, but then me and my siblings, me and my brothers, you know, because of the lifestyle of New York, um, and plus we lived in Brooklyn, we lived in Brooklyn, New York, so we started getting into a lot of trouble, you know what I'm saying? We were, we, you know, uh -huh. uh, uh, a lot of the time we, we were constantly fighting, you know, coming home, you know, uh, bloody, black eye, you know, just constantly, constantly fights, constantly trouble, and uh, I think once my, my mother started seeing the same pattern, uh -huh. That constantly fights, you know, constantly fights. Um, I think she wanted to make a, she wanted to change, uh, give us a different lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? A different right. lifestyle. So that that's what made the change for us. And then one of my uncles actually got shot over there, right in front of us too. I, I literally had a, remember the payphones back in the day yeah. when they were actual payphones? Yeah. My uncle got shot on one of those payphone booths, uh, right in front of me and my uh, and my brother. You know. So I think that did it. That was what, what, that's what do you, what do you, it was like. What do you think did? I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that, I, if that would have happened, I think my mom would have done the same thing. She would have picked us right up and we would have moved somewhere else, you know. But yeah, why, why do you why do you guys think you guys clashed from new, moving from Nicaragua to New York? Like, why do you think you guys were getting in trouble? You know, were, were there not a lot of Latinos? I mean, because this has got to be in the 80s. I would assume there's a lot of Latinos in Brooklyn at that time. No, well, it's not. It's, it's not. Um, it's not what you think, you know, like a lot of, if, okay, so I'll put it to you like this. Hmm. I'll put it to you like this. If you never lived in New York, if you never lived in New York, mm -hmm. um, you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like people watch movies, people watch videos and assume, right? They assume like, oh, New York is like this, but you got to live there. You know what I mean? You got to live there to know, you know, the projects, to know the ghetto, to know where you are. You know what I mean? So it was. In New York, it was always we were always on on uh, on defense mode. You know what I mean, defense because there was also a lot of racism going on even back then. You know what I mean? But back then, it was different. You know what I mean? To if we're gonna keep it real, you know what I mean. Uh, most of the racism we experienced was uh, was from African Americans to us. You know what I mean? That's basically what we experienced out there. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Why? Because I, I figured because you guys probably. I mean, you you started what learning the language English right here. I mean, when you got to the states, right? And that's pretty right. Much, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know. Okay, so so. Any any good memories from living in New York, or was it all uh, struggle? I mean, it was all struggle. To be honest with you, the only thing I remember in New York, one of the one of the good times that I used to that I did have over there was we used to play hockey. We used to, we actually used to play hockey for. Uh, New York Ranger Little League, you know, what? for the New York Rangers Little League. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we did that. Uh -huh. and, and I also started boxing out there. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I started boxing out there. And those are the two sports that I used to do. It was hockey and boxing. And my, my brothers, they used to do hockey. That's what they like. So I went from hockey, uh, you know, to, to boxing, basically. That's what I ended up doing. 
That's that's crazy, man. For you know, mm-hmm. hockey, huh? So was hockey. it with, was yeah. it on actual ice or was it the roller like the roller? No, 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 ice, brother. No, no. Ice, I was man. on a I was on a team. I was on a on a New York Rangers Little League. I was on an actual team. Yeah, ah. ice hockey. Yeah, <laughs> I can still skate. You know what I mean? I just I've uh-huh. never showed that side of me, but I can still skate, right. brother. I can still skate. You know what I mean? It, so. It's. I wonder. Do you do you think your 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 listeners and your audience they 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 know that about you? Is like that's something re- just revealed? Because I mean, I no, know, like I said, I've known yeah, you for like twenty years. I've never I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that I just basically, I I just basically revealed that right now. You know, on 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 gloves down, beers up. You know what I'm saying? I've never really. I've never really talked about it before. Um, I don't know. You know, I've never really, really been asked that specific question, uh-huh. you know, to talk about my, my, my childhood, basically. Right. But uh, definitely, bro, definitely, like I said, uh, um, playing hockey and, and, and boxing, those were the biggest highlights as far as, like, having fun. You know what I mean? Right. Having fun. But everything else was just struggle. Everything else was just, you right. know. Now, you, talk, all the time. you talked a little bit about the prejudice in Brooklyn, you know, um, you know, the African-Americans and, you know, which is something that a lot of folks, um, they, they never really talk about, you know, that there is a, there is a racism between different cultures, you know, especially the culture that, 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 you know, you would think like the, you know, African-Americans are not accustomed to, but moving from Brooklyn to California, did you experience that type of racism? Because California is a dominated state of Mexicans. I mean, I've I've heard, uh, you know, where there's a lot of Mexicanos that have been kind of racist to to like people from Salvador or, from, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Did you guys experience that or were you immediately accepted? No, we were immediately accepted, mm-hmm. uh, immediately accepted. Yeah, I never experienced I've never experienced uh, racism, to be honest with you, from uh, Mexican. Actually, Mexican people are like the biggest, the biggest uh, the, to me personally, mm-hmm. they're my biggest fan base. You know what I mean? Right. And and even my friends, my friends that I met from the beginning, they were always accepting. I I never felt, you know, like they were treating me out of pocket. You know what I mean? Treating me different. You know, it's like I'm Nicaragua, so Nicoya, and boom, they just accepted me. You know, right. I'm Mexican. Okay, cool. And we just, you know, it was that was it. There was no, uh, in the beginning, of course, you know, the only thing I will get from Mexicans is like. You talk funny, you know what I mean? Right. Because it's different, you know what I mean? Like you right. talk funny. Your dialect you know, is you different, kinda, right? You know, yeah, my accent yeah. is different. But back then, remember, I don't know if you remember, back then, um, they didn't really want you to speak Spanish, brother. I don't no. know if you remember that. Like yeah, back no. then, I, I, I've talked about that, man, numerous times on my podcast. You know, because yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, my mom, because you know, Spanish was my first language when I was a yeah. kid. Okay, because my yeah. mom. You know, my mom's yeah. from the DFA. My dad's Tijano. He's from, from Texas. He's from Eagle Pass. So my dad spoke, you know, English. And um, I did this ancestry thing, you know, when you take a, a, your DNA, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> after I did that, they started, like, emailing you your, your like, your family tree. So my great-great-grandfather, uh, like, it was, like, 1810 or something like that. Uh, birth certificates based out of Texas, Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. Wow. But to go back what you're saying, my mom, so when my mom came over here at, uh, at 14, I believe, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why my mom was brought here is because my grandfather was offered a, a job as a, as a, uh, a tailor, uh, what, teacher, professor, okay? Wow. Uh, and so she was brought here. 
And this is in the times where they would hit you if you spoke Spanish. Yes. Okay. So my mom, my first language is Spanish. And then when my mom started, you know, realizing, hey, you know, David's going to start going to school soon. See, you know, she got scared. She says, oh, you know, she was just like, oh. So then it went from strictly Spanish in the house. It went from immediately English. English. Yep. You know, so like when I would come home to talk to who I was on a regular base, man, I spoke to my mom in Spanish. I would come home, bro. It was automatically she would be like, even though my mom at that time didn't speak very good English, she'd be like, no, speak to me English. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's of that's course. that's crazy, man. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so go. Let's go back, though, before we even start talking about California, because I think I jumped yeah. too far off. Let, let's talk about your family in Brooklyn. You know, you, I know you mentioned your your, your uncle. Um, now. Are, are you I, I mean, are you comfortable talking about what happened to him it, that, that, you know, his passing and what happened to him at that uh, uh, phone booth? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, Absolutely. so 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 let me know because you, I mean, man, I mean, how old were you when that happened, bro? I mean, that's got to be a crazy experience was, and an impact. I was probably like, I would say, I was like, um, okay, so so okay, so what I'm about to tell you though, mm-hmm. yeah, I was what I'm about to tell you is, yeah, definitely, um, I was about, let's see, I was I was about maybe twelve, about twelve years old, um, but you got to understand. Um, I was used to seeing that, you know, I came from a third world country that was in, that was always at war, Right. you know what I'm saying? So it was always a war. And even back then, me and my brothers were used to seeing that, like that wasn't new for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't new for us. I'll put it to you like this. What I'm about to say, I've never really talked to to no one about this, right? I've never really, Mm. a lot of people don't know this part about me. For an example, my my father was in the war. My brother, my older, older brother, he was in the war in Nicaragua. So at five years old, I was already carrying my own AK-47. Wow. At five-year-old, I was, I was, me and my brothers, all of us, everybody had one. So there's no food on the table. There is no education on the table, but there is guns. Okay. Yeah. So at five years old, I already had my own, my own AK-47. I used to clean it up, break it down, you know, clean everything up, put it together and shoot it and go and go practice. You know what I'm saying? And go practice because at that time, by nine, 10 years old, they want to take you. That they, right. The government comes and grabs you. You know, it's not like here that you volunteer to be in the Marine or in the Army. Right. Over there, they, they basically go to you and they take you. They take you, basically. And, and so we were already practicing for that, you know, for... Because that's what we thought our life was going to be. Right. You know, soldiers. That's all you know. There is no other. There's nothing else. Like, I, I didn't I didn't really know what a teacher was or, you know, doctors. We don't hear that. You know, we hear soldier all day long. You know what I mean? You're going to be a soldier. So, you know, so that being said, what happened in New York, it wasn't really. It's, it was so weird, dude. It's like I see him get shot and I just look at him and it's like I'm used to that. I'm used to seeing that. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, uh, even even back in Nicaragua, so it was kind of right. like I didn't get scared. You, what what scared me uh-huh. was everything that was beautiful, bro. Everything that you know what scared me was the pavement, that the the streets, the pavement, the asphalt, yeah. all the pain, all the lights, all the Christmas streets, all that shit scared me. 
<laughs> because yeah. I've never seen that in my life. You know what I'm saying? So the light, all the cars, all the taxis, that scared me. You know, you but, know, you know, it's crazy that you say that because if you think about the generation now, I mean, because you're obviously you're you're what your first generation in in the United States, right? You, yes. you and your brothers, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm first generation, uh, you know, born here in the states for my mom. Um, yeah. But you know, like where we grew, you know, we we both grew up in San Jose, and yeah. we crossed paths in, when we were teenagers. But you know, yeah. but I grew up in downtown San Jose, and uh, and I remember growing up. Um, if you went outside of that little freaking neighborhood, which was like our world, right? It, we, yes. I mean, it was like a big area for us, but it was like a little speck. You know what I mean? Not, it was not even close to being as big as San Francisco. But if you right there and you told them like, oh, where they go, like, hey, where are you from? Oh, downtown San Jose. I always used to hear this. I'm like, oh, man, you live in the ghetto. But <laughs> like what you just said right now, like my mom came from the DF. My dad yes. came from Eagle Pass, which was the border. Mm. His household didn't even have a floor. It was the dirt. So yeah. Yes. Our, the yes. ghettos, though, to us, bro, like they were very well taken care of, right? Right. You know right. what I mean? Like I remember going to your house, and the house was like spotless every single time. Yeah. And we were yeah, considered yeah. we lived in the, in, you know, what I mean, at the time for us, we didn't know what was considered the ghetto because yeah. we, we 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 had such um so much self pride and pride in in our neighborhoods, right? That's just mm -hmm. crazy, you know. But going back about your about your uncle. Um, let me ask you this though. So who made the decision and, uh, or how did you guys get the money to get out of Nicaragua at a, at a wartime like that? That was one of my aunts, one of my aunts that was already here. Uh, she's been in New York already. I think she already been here for like tw a good 20 years, uh -huh. I believe. And then, you know, she knows the situation over there, you know? Um, and then basically, you know, my mom, my mom basically begged her, you know, like, Help me, you know. I need to get I need to get my kids out of here, and we're not the only ones, of course. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of kids that were my age that went through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? They right. they hold they hold a, a AK-47 at five years old, just like I did. You know, so to right. it wasn't it was normal for us. You know, so um, my mom basically was telling her that she wanted us to get us out of that life. You know what I mean? That that life that I mean. Like I said, there is nothing else. You you're gonna be a soldier, most likely. You gotta live. You gotta live in the city, right? To become somebody, to to have some education. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my brothers, we learned. We actually, I knew Spanish, but I learned how to write and read Spanish here in the U.S. Wow. So I had no education. Like there was no like I didn't know how to write and read my own language because we didn't have. Yeah, bro, we didn't have that. We didn't. Right. We didn't have that. The only education we had was about. You know, uh, you're gonna once you're a certain age, you're gonna be a yeah. soldier, and you're gonna go to war, and you're gonna go fight, you know, for your country, basically. Yeah, but, you so know, yeah, with survive, it's, you it's know I mean? sur surviving. The only thing you guys have time to think about is, you know, sleep and 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 eat, and where's your next meal gonna come? You mm. know, that's yes, that's 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 tough, bro. Mm -hmm. And it's tough, man. That's just, you know, so. You're you're in the so you're up in New York and you're literally in the mecca of the birth of hip hop, you know. Yeah. Did, Weird. When you're so you're let's say you're 12 years old. Yeah. Did you even? 
I'm probably sure that didn't even hit you yet, right? Until like later on in life. I mean, did you even know that that's what you wanted to do was uh, reggaeton and hip hop? Because reggaeton didn't even no. start until later. But mm -hmm. but the music itself, like, did you did you know that you had this, you know, music uh, 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 bone in you? Um, no, not at all. You know what I mean? I had, I, no, no way. It never crossed my mind. Like I said, I was, I was so full. I was full blown into hockey, full blown uh, into boxing. And um, I didn't have time for music. I did, you know, I always love music though. Music, right. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's in, it's in our blood too. You know what I'm saying? So, but I always love music, but I, I've never, ever, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that I will ever you know get into music basically so yeah you know because yeah. you know i re i remember this man i don't know if you remember this but here we are we're uh teenage kids <laughs> i remember coming in the garage because you guys lived in that that duplex right yeah by yeah. how your park no was it how your park it was by, I, by round table drive yeah yeah round table drive yes there you go and uh i remember i would go in there and you would have music bumping and stuff, and we were gonna go out. Remember, we were everyone was getting ready, and you would you would start just rapping. And I remember, bro, I would look at you like, "Yeah, man, I'd stick to your day job, you know." Yeah. <laughs> hey, me too. Believe hey, me, me too. And you used to like stomp your feet, and everything was about shooting this, shooting that, yeah, f this, yeah. f that. Yeah. And I was just like, and I I remember, I don't remember, I remember going. Ray Ray, you should start like putting your words together, man. And you're like, ah, yeah. like it, yeah. it was like I remember it was like strictly fun for you. So, right. so we'll get definitely get back into growing up in San Jose. But I, I'm so curious, what was the pinnacle point where you go, I'm serious about music, and I'm gonna start start writing. I I think what it was, I I think what it was was. Um, I, I know for sure, I know, like you said, I know for sure I was not a good rapper. You know what right. I'm saying? Because I've never even thought I wanted to be a rapper, to be honest with you, right? Yeah. But um, but it, it came it came a time where, where for some reason, I started rhyming a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I just started rhyming a little bit of words, not even, not even like a full verse. I just started rhyming a little bit here and there. And then... I think what what really made it happen. One of my friends also, well, besides you from back in the days, but right. one of my friends was like, "Bro, you have a nice tone. You have like a raspy voice, you know, yeah. for rapping. Like, I think you have a nice voice to, to to rap. You know, what I mean, you should think about it, right?" And mm -hmm. I was like, "Ah, whatever. You know, didn't matter to me. I was like, ah, whatever." And then all of a sudden, um, uh, the guy, the the way I knew was. The guys from Venezuela, we were at a we were at a function going on, and he, basically he signed me up for a, a contest, a, a rapping contest, right? Where was this at? In San Jose, actually. Okay. In San Jose, and uh, it was at a nightclub too. Um, and I had no idea. I had no idea they were gonna have reggaeton music or no idea. We were just at the club, and he decides to sign me up. Signs me up. All of a sudden, they're calling my name. And he's like, yo, they're calling you. Come on. And he's like pushing me like, go, 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 go. And I already have enough. I had enough drinks in my system, Mike. Yeah. They had that and courage. I decided to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I went, bro. I went. And long story short, uh, yeah, I took first place. You know what I mean? I took first place. And it was just just rapping, just acapella. And then it's funny because when people started coming up to me, were like, hey, where, where can I find your music? Where do I buy your music? Like, 
and I'm like in my head, I'm like, buy my music. Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, I don't even. I'm not even a rapper. Like, I'm just. I'm just having fun. Yeah. But I think what helped me. What helped me was, I was in the zone of alcohol, uh-huh. and also I was having fun. Right. I think honestly, that's what helped. I think because I wasn't really thinking about how to rhyme. I just remember just putting words together and like, you know, and it just went. You know, it just, it just went, bro. And I took first place. Do you? And do you basically. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the? Was it like freestyling off the top of your head? Or were you just like, you know, ah, fuck, I'm just gonna say whatever? Or was no, it something no, it, like it you was, had already written down? No, no, it was a, a, a top of the head. I, 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 I didn't even know I could do that. Like, um, I, it was a, a, a top of my head, bro. I had no idea I could do that. Like, no idea. I didn't plan it. Like, it was, it was crazy. I just almost kind of remember, like, it went in slow motion. Uh-huh. And then when I was done rapping, everybody just, yeah, you know, I just heard the whole, the whole club lit up though. Right. And I was like, holy crap. Right. And I was like, so I remember like, you know, parts, parts, but I don't remember exactly what I said. For all I know, I could have been talking about, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Eating, eating apples and, and oranges, you know what I'm saying? And, and but for some reason it works, it, it works, you know? So uh, I don't know. So, so, so that, that kind of gave me. That kind of gave me some some inspiration. Right, that gave you the boost. That gave you that little that 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 bug. That's what everybody yeah. says. You know, you got the let you me, got bit. Let me let me crack a beer real quick. Give me one sec. Go for it, bro. Hey, because because the show is called Gloves Down, Beers Up. You That's know? right, my man. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers, bro. So so then okay, so you get that bite. Get that 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 bug bite of music uh, of yep. being an artist. What what was the next thing where you go where you finally go like, hey, I got something here, you know? Me because automatically, I'm pretty sure you heard this first. Like you, you were like, like, bro, you you actually got the look of being an artist. You already right, had right, right. you already had the text. You worked out all the time and shit, mm-hmm. and the personality was a fa- you know that that charisma already. Like you already had yeah. that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when did you go? Like you, you won your first place, you got that confidence boost. Boost. When did you then go? Okay, now I need to put it on paper. Let's see, I could do it for fun. <laughs> yeah, with liquid curd in my blood, but now yeah. can I put it down? on paper and can I put it on a track? Because that's like two different worlds. Everybody doesn't know it that. Is. It's two different worlds. It is. So when I won the, when I win the first place in that contest, um, there was a record label. There was a record label there. Okay. And right after that contest approached me, you know, and they were legit, you know, they're, they're popping bottles. You know, they got the, they, they have their own photographers. They have models. They had a bunch of models with them. They had about, a good like fifteen girls, like model girls, with them. Uh huh. So I, I knew they were you know they were serious about their their stuff, but so they you know they're like we want to talk to you. One guy comes up to me, he's dressed up wearing a tie, you know, we want to talk to you, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, well, I'm with a couple of friends, and they're like, go ahead, bring you know bring your friends with you. And then so then they're like, how long you been rapping? You know, like uh, where where can I find your uh, your music basically? Right. And we're, you know, and I told them I'm like, oh man, no, I'm like. I'm not even a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just, I was just having fun, and 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 I think the reason what 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 happened was just like you said, I always got like you got the look, you know, you got the look, you got the tattoos and stuff like that. But I think what caught their attention was 
one of their artists, one of their artists was actually he performed, uh-huh. and he was and he was an artist, and and I won. You see what I'm saying? I took first place, so I think they were kind of like, "How did that happen?" You know what I mean? Right, like, right, yeah. Artist, but how did this dude that not even a rapper, you know, but he just he just wasn't shy about it, you know? And I wasn't, brother. I wasn't shy about it. Right. I was. I, was, I wasn't scared. Like it was so weird. It was like many that bug that you know that that uh, artist bug or the rapper bug, whatever. Right. God, man. After that, I was just. I wasn't shy, like I wasn't scared, like at all. Like I don't, like, think, I don't think you would be shy. I mean, dude, I mean, if you go back and think about at five year old, five from five year old to nine, uh, being able to clean out and load an AK, right, and then and going into Brooklyn and seeing mm-hmm. all the things you saw, then get. I mean, that stage is nothing for you. That's not even a jungle. That's gonna make you go like, hey, I'm afraid. You know, you know what I mean. I think that's why right. it's so natural. At not being afraid of an audience looking at you because of what has prepared you to get there. That's that's just. But I I feel for the dude that that probably was sitting there going like, "What? You've never yeah. even picked up a like you've never even put ink mm-hmm. on paper, and your ass just went up there, and you just fucking Scarface my ass. That's <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, you know, he. Uh, as a matter of fact, even afterwards. Uh huh. Even afterwards, he was like, no, I think I think you rap before. I think, you know, I think you're in the industry. And I'm like, well, you can think all you want, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm like, this is the first time I ever rap. I rap in front of people a little bit, but never never to the point where I'm on stage. Right. The DJ, you know, that thun, 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 smoke. And I, I've never experienced, I've never done that. But for some reason, like I said, that day, it was... It was almost like meant to be, you know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's almost like the way everything worked out because when that happened, you know, like I told you, I took first place and bro, there was there was about I for what I remember there was at least about 15 of us total. Wow. You know. So I don't I don't know maybe, maybe I don't even know if it, if I was that good. Maybe maybe it was cuz I don't know my 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 tattoos, you know, mm-hmm. I work out, I take care of myself, you know, the ladies right. were like lit up about that i don't know but yeah all i know is that i even had the dudes the dudes were like you know whistling yelling so uh-huh. i don't know man I, I remember having the the fellas and the ladies you know what i'm saying going out for me so i don't know you know yeah. you know when i think of like rappers especially now um <laughs> which a lot of rappers are not lyricists anymore you know um but but they the street credibility is what a lot of rappers were they chase after they make it yes right um that i think that's what fascinates me about your story bro is that because i've known you for so long mm-hmm. and um you know I, I know a lot of people are gonna end up sending me emails like like shit right now after when i say this but at one time we were crime partners right mm-hmm. and i mean do you think that's this is why i never crossed your mind because you were a street kid you know your the, your whole life like you were a guy that do you know kind of went with whatever was going to happen was mm-hmm. going to happen you know right. and was never right. afraid to to get dirty uh yeah. get you know get get mud in the shoes right or on your face and stuff you know um so why did you cuz you know I, the reason I'm asking is because you, normally 
a lot of these like uh, uh, rappers that I hear now that are talking about being, you know, mafiosos or get, you know, blah, 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 never really <laughs> lived that lifestyle. But your music is so versatile. Like I've heard you flow gangsterous, gangster rap. Yes. But then really, honestly, more of the majority of your music is really about uh, partying, having mm -hmm. a good time. Do you think that's because you live that style that you're like, well, I've lived that style. Like, I know what that is. Let me talk about the glamour stuff of me or, or like what you, is it something that you're looking for in your life that you feel like you need to accomplish because you've lit, you've, you've lived the dark side of, 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 of a, of a corner of somebody's life. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, I could do both, you know, it, mm -hmm. I can do both. It's, there is no, I can do gangster grimy, you know, Sona music, which is Kaya music, you know what I'm saying? Like street music. I can do that all day because I lived it, you know? Right. And if you notice, I have a few tracks, but I'm not going to talk about that all the time because I don't need to, you know, when, right. when my resume, when, when somebody really needs to see my street resume, it's there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like I constantly have to talk about um, of course, I'll, I'll drop a, a you know a grimy track, gangster track here and there, you know. But most of the time, I like you know I like I want to make people dance, you know what I mean. I want the ladies to have a good time, and uh, and a lot of my my club music. If you if you really pay attention to my music, I put women on pedestals, you know what I'm saying. I talk about right because I was I was raised by my mother, you know what I'm saying. So I put women very high, you know. I talk about women very high. I put women in, on, on on pedestals, you know what I'm saying because I was raised by one, you know what I'm saying? So, so I could do both. So, so to you answer, yeah, I, I can do, I can do gangster when I want to, you know, or, or for the most part, I like to do, you know, reggaeton, music urbana, classic, you know, dance right. music, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was, yeah. I was surprised when I remember mm -hmm. when you had told me, Hey, I'm doing reggaeton, I'm rapping. I honestly, honestly, I was like, he's going to do, I guess he's going to do gangster rap. Right. But then mm -hmm. you sent me like your first track and I was just mm -hmm. like, Hold on, is this Ray Ray? Because I wasn't paying attention, right? And then I turned. <clears throat> what the hell? Like, it just shows you uh, what creativity is an artist. What 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 can bring out? You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I, I've I've known you to be kind of a, a a really street street homeboy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, yeah. uh, uh, and 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 really not being able to show because in our culture it's always you know machismoism. You know we're we're yeah. hard men. We you, you know it's very difficult to break us. You know. Um, mm -hmm. And then so when I saw that, uh, I, I was just like, okay, this is different. This is mm -hmm. this is different. Okay, I know I know my homeboy Ray Ray, but I don't know the artist Facento. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that, bro. Let's talk. Where, where did where where'd you come up with this name? Where did this name come from? Well, it's a Facento. Facento is a Nicaraguan name, you know, from um, from Nicaragua. Right. And basically, what Facento Facento means, Facento, uh, bro, means cocky. Like I'm just, I mean, I'm talking about cocky. You know what I mean? Uh, cocky, but it also means the boss. Like it also. So it has those two meanings where, like, you know, like, basically, Pachento means I'm cocky or I'm the boss. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I chose, the reason why I chose that name is because I'm the opposite, completely the opposite of what I chose. So it's, 
when 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 people from Nicaragua hear Facento, to them it's like odd. Oh. And then they see my my appears, how I look, right automatically they say, This guy it's bad, you know, not bad, but this guy is cocky, you know. He right. thinks he's everything and, and, and anything. But when they meet me, when they meet me, it, it almost it almost gives me that that chance to break the ice because they're already assuming I'm cocky. They're already assuming I'm stuck up. You know what I mean? They're already assuming right. that I'm this guy that that doesn't care about no one. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then they meet me, and then they're just blown away. They're just like, "Oh my God, you're not even, you're not the way you the way you carry yourself, the way you are doesn't even match your name." You know what mm. I'm saying? But keep in mind, also, Facento means boss right. in Nicaragua. And then that's why I say Facento, and then in English, boss. You know what I mean? Facento boss. So it's almost like I'm saying in Spanish and English, you know, el jefe, boss. You know what I'm saying? Or el patron, boss. You know what I mean? Right. El patron, the boss. It's like I'm translating the word. Like, you know, you know when you hear el jefe, the boss. El right. patron, the boss. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. El mero mero, the boss. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, and I figured out why why it wasn't coming through the 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 music in here because uh, I had it on mute like a pendejo. So let me put it on really quick. If you ain't got no dreams, son, you gotta be the best. It's our time to shine. Gotta be the best. You pray for peace. I pray for war. Gotta be the best. There's a little clip of that there, man. Um. Yeah. What was the toughest song for you, bro, that you had to write? You're in the studio. You're under pressure because there's always those the, those times in the studio. You're under pressure. You got to you got to produce. You got to dish out things. You only have a certain amount of time frame to lay down a track because, as they say, money is time, especially when it's about laying tracks. What was yeah. what was one of the songs in in your your in your experience was really hard for you? To produce and but surprised you that you even got 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 across the 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 creativity that you were looking for. For me, it's been um, it's been more like club music, like romantic music. Mm -hmm. That's been more challenging for me. You know what I'm saying? Because just like you mentioned early, you know, me and you know each other for a long time, right? Um, because of my lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like my background. Um, wasn't really allowing me to be that romantic guy, you know what I mean? The, you know, the right. like party, party, party guy, you know what I'm saying? Um, my background was more coming from the streets, you know what I mean? So that's 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 so much easier for me to make, you know what I mean? Because right. <clears throat> you know, because I lived it, you know what I mean? That's I'm used to that, right? So. The, 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 you know, going back to your uh, question, the thing that was, for me, was more challenging was, yeah, more than anything, uh, being a little bit romantic, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, dropping like a, a ballad, you know, like a ballad song, right? Like mm -hmm. something soft or something more pop, you know, uh, a little poppy, you know what I mean? Uh, or, or even reggaeton, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, dance music. It was a little bit of challenging for me in the beginning because... You know, I have all the tracks that I that I had before that I've never released that were street tracks, right? Like, you know, uh, street music, right? Right. Um, Gets music, you know, block music, you know, Kaya music. Um, but, you know, never released them because I just felt like 
um, I, I don't know, man. I just felt like I didn't need to anymore. You know, it's like the way I looked at it, it's like, you know what? Everybody wants to uh, rap gangster or talk about gangster. Go ahead. You know what I mean? We'll see. We'll see what happens when your resume comes out. You know, you know what I'm saying? When somebody yeah. really pulls your card, when yeah. somebody really see, sees your card and you're not about that, that's, you know what I'm saying? Right. My thing, I'm like, I don't want to talk about that because if anybody wants to ever check my resume, go for it. You know, you want to pull out my card, go for it. You're going to be surprised, actually. Right. You're going to be like, oh, I did not know you did that, this and that, this and that. And it's like, yeah, you know. It's it, 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 it brings me to think about like that kid 69 who I, I I'm not the I'm like the biggest fan of his music I think I respect him more because he's a Mexicano and yeah at, being out of New York uh his father was what Puerto Rican and his mom was Mexican but he yep. seemed to embrace the, the 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 Mexican part of him yeah and yeah. I was like oh man when he came out he was dropping all these songs but here I am a guy from that still holds on to the 90s hip-hop like when Biggie Tupac uh, you know, Gangstar, Black Moon, uh, yeah. you know, that that generation of music, right? But he yeah. comes out and he this guy makes all this noise now. But here's a kid that didn't live that lifestyle. Right. Talk that lifestyle. And then when it came mm -hmm. down to being part of that lifestyle, he decided to turn informant for the FBI, right? To get mm -hmm. to get less lesser time. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that, man? What do you think about how it's not even new generation of the hip hop rappers, but it's like new generation of everything now. You know what I mean? Like, are you, let me ask, are you surprised that this kid uh, decided to rat on, on, on his crew? Because I mean, I don't know if you checked out that video. I said that I sent yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I, go ahead. Good. Go ahead. Give me your thoughts about that, bro. Well, first of all, you know, you got to, first of all, let me, First of all, let me tell you, uh, six nine. I've known about six nine a, a while back. He, you know, he's a young guy. He's a young kid. Kid, right? You know, he's different. You know, he he like he likes the fact that he's different, and he likes to be different, and he embraces that he's different. You know, the thing is, if you remember correctly, me being in the music industry, um, people didn't like him no matter what. Right. You got to think that this kid the haters, even before he started talking all that gangster stuff. People didn't give him a rinse before. Why was it that he was different? So that comes from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's another thing that uh, what I'm about to tell you that a lot of people don't realize. They don't talk about that. The thing is, me coming to New York, moving from New York, and seeing what they did, for an example, because he's still young. He's still, you know, four years old, young, young millionaire. You know what I'm right. saying? Because the kid's a millionaire. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, what happens is, bro, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you what it is. Dave. The thing is, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of rappers in New York, okay? Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, especially, listen to what I'm about to say, especially African-Americans, mm -hmm. they don't like the fact that there is a Mexican kid running the game. Hmm. That's all there is. The, the, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, the rap and hip-hop, it's an it's a African-American music. That's the African-American mm -hmm. flag. So then... You have somebody like Takai, Mexican kid, but you know, rainbow hair, looks different. Right. You know, he's got that screaming voice, you know, that screaming rapping voice. He's different. He's right. different. So what it is to me personally, 
besides the whole, you know, people, he's a rat and he's snitch. Right, right. Way, way before that, a right. lot of rappers didn't like him because of the fact that he's Mexican. Right. And he's Mexican and he's making a lot of noise and he's making more noise than everybody else and he's young. I think you know, I mean, that's that's my take on that part. Right. I think where he, I'm going to tell you, I think this is where I think he fucked up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that he embraced the culture of these bloods that he had no clue what it was about. I mean, he's an outsider. Right. Whether he yeah. was a, a black kid, Chinese kid, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. any of that, um, these guys didn't grow up with him. You know what I mean? It was like us. Like when in our own neighborhood, right? You got to admit this. If a new guy came in, he had to prove himself. He just didn't like join our whole crew. This guy. No, you get jumped in. You get get jumped in. Right. But this kid had money already. You know? And so to me, that was a wolf ticket automatically because he didn't live that long. I mean, yeah, he was from New York. He lived there, but he didn't live that But he didn't live that, that, he didn't live on those corners. With these other these other cats, these other kids that were actually living the lifestyle of, of being a thug. And I think right. that's where he screwed up because he felt, well, because I'm a rapper and I'm a now becoming a very recognized rapper, mm-hmm. I can use your guys' clout. I can use your guys' resume to to as an insurance. And I think that's what I could be completely wrong too, but I think that that's what hurt him. And that's what turned because you know what, man? You know, greed isn't isn't anything. Whether it's a big business or a small business, and these guys saw a mark, and they went for it. You know, you know what I mean. And yeah, he he yeah. ratted and everything. But my question, most folks, is that if you're not from that lifestyle, if you're not from that lifestyle, are you telling me that you would have? stuck true of of because you, i don't know about you Ray, but to me when i see these kids do this they're portraying a role because yeah. they think it's a movie you know what i mean it's kind of become right. like a, a movie right. to these guys right you, yeah you know you know what i mean and i think that he he finally was at this point he's locked up found out that his his own homeboys who he thought was his homeboys uh kidnapped his ass mm-hmm. took his jewelry but then they went across the line by by. I mean, okay, they 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 were banging his his baby mama. Okay, baby mama. That, I, I, that I'm like, mm. but to me, the crossing the line was, bro. You were trying to you were trying to kidnap his mom. That's that's where the cross. Yeah, that's yeah, baby mama is. You know, the baby mama's already like right there. You're not that that that. You know, me go get a gun and come at you. Mo, because that's the bros code. That's the that's the homeboy code. You never yeah. mess with another. Whether it's your your ex, if she's got yeah, a yeah. kid, you just don't go there, right? Yeah, you don't go after baby mama. You don't do that, you know. But 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 to me, how I felt, and and I never justified being anybody being a, a rat or nothing like that. But then mm-hmm. I, when I hear like, yo, these guys were trying to kidnap his mom. That's his mom, bro. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean, but but that's why I say he that's where he went wrong was that he decided after playing this role of a gangster that he was like cut, cut, I, I'm done, and I think that's what that that's what hurt any more of his credibility 
of of now trying to pretend that he's I mean because he's out right now and he's talking mad shit again. Of course. But yeah, yeah. but I think at the same time I'm like like you said, he's a kid. And I hear that now very clear. This is a kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, man. Uh um support- let me add something to that. Go for it. Well, you know, it takes two to tango, right? It takes two to tango. So what it is to me, um, it was more like a business deal. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was more like a business deal. You know, he lives in the same block. It's, it's something like this. The, 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 the guys that he was hanging around with, they probably knew him when he was younger, right? They knew him that he was younger. No, they you didn't. Know, maybe he started rapping and, 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 and they, saw, they saw this kid like he's got potential, basically. He's no, this, potential. Is, this, this is how it went down. He was messing with uh, a manager that was that had affiliation with that gang, mm-hmm. and he asked them. He asked that manager, I believe it was the manager, um, "Hey, can you bring these? The, you know that gang, which was what triple, triple red? I don't, I don't even remember. Treyway, yeah, Treyway. Can you bring mm-hmm. them to my video? And he did, and and he provided all the the you know." The, the the weed and, and drinks and, you know, food, whatever. That's what he did. And then that's, this is what they saw, bro. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, when you get locked up, right? Business. You see this, this fish comes in. And then you find out that this fish has got a shitload of money in his, in his commissary. What do you, exactly. what do you do? You hit him up. You hit him up. You, you, you throw out that hook and then you fish him in, Right. And that's what they did with this kid. They saw, hey, this we, we can tax this guy. He's making a shitload of money. We're giving him the image. We're allowing him to to floss our resume as a street gang yep. around his yep. neck. That's the, that's that was like his death row emblem, right? Yeah, being uh, having you know, having Treyway uh, and saying that he was part of the Treyway gang when he was never initiated. He was never really. Brought in, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, he was just automatically uh, uh, told, hey, go for it. As long as you pay us yeah, and give us this fee, we'll allow you to, to, to walk around as one of us and stuff. And that's what I mean. He played this role, but then when he got, he got heated and serious. And he got heated and serious because they kidnapped the guy, slapped him around, put it on video. And then, and then they try to kidnap their moms. And that's, that's when I was like, I, that's, I, don't, I think if they didn't do... If they didn't bang his old lady, ba- the baby mama, and they didn't try to uh, kidnap uh, his mom, I think, I think, Ray, and tell me if I'm wrong, brother, I think he would have kept his mouth shut. And, you know, there's a big possibility, you know, that he would have kept his mouth shut. But, again, I'm going to go back to him being young, too. You know what I'm saying? And right. the thing is this, right? Like, <clears throat> in reality, at the end of the day, he's never really been about that life. Right. All he, did, all he did was put in a suit, like, you know, a gangster suit, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and and looking at him from the outside, you think he's gangster, right? Because he's got that gangster suit. But at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe maybe he was around. Like, I mean, you know, New, New York. I remember New York was pretty ghetto, so I don't I don't doubt it that he was around around goons. Yeah, yeah around, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, around around some real, you know, some real goons, right? But right, but you know, again, it's just since he lives on the block, it's kind of like a kid that lives in front of them. And they don't mess with the kid because, you know, they they watch that kid grow up with them. Basically. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's not a gang, basically. You know I mean? But with him, 
I think it was, yeah, it was definitely a business deal, bro. I mean, right. however you see it, they're like, okay, you made, was making for a lot of people. You got to understand that this guy, this guy, I mean, uh, be, be, before this, before this, I already watched this kid because I wanted to learn more because of the, I mean, the music. Just, right, right. Just to see what he's doing. Younger, younger, basically, right? They don't even care about the, the gangster part or whatever because right. when you're a real person, you can read another real person. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can read, you, 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 um, you learn, you learn to read real people. Like you can just have a conversation with somebody and you can, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can connect eyes and you know mm -hmm. if this dude is about it, about it or not. Like that's an old school way. You know what I mean? Like right. an old school way. Body language. You see how, he, you know, he carries himself, how he talks, how he talks about himself. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, he's just, he was always loud. If you remember, he was always loud, you know, a lot of movement, a lot of jumping, dancing, like, but you know, that, that's his style. But what I'm trying to say is, to me, it was a business deal. It's like, this guy is going to bring in a lot of money. All we got to do is give him a big clout. <laughs> you know, everybody press play, 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 share, 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 share. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's more money for us, more money for us, more money for us. And think about it like this. The little gang that he had, those were his security guards, if you think about it. Yeah, man. So he didn't he didn't he didn't really have friends, friends, like like homies, homies, yeah. friends. Like he only had his brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he didn't really have that, bro, because when he, you know, I mean, look at him right now, he's he's pretty much solo. But but I'll tell you this. He's a smart kid, and mark my words, because he's still a kid to me. He's 24. Yeah. Mark my words. He's if he's gonna be on top of the charts very soon again, on top of the charts. You know that Numbers. makes that makes me wonder because look, the whole let's go let's go back, bro. In our mm -hmm. in the, in the 90s, mm -hmm. back in San Jose, uh, which a lot of folks that if you're because everybody thinks LA was this you know this fighting ground uh, northern california was very equal in a lot of ways there was a lot of gang affiliations uh, uh yeah you know there was a lot of territories in san jose you yeah. couldn't walk through at the night time or you if you were not from that neighborhood there was you no yeah there. you couldn't go in there remember that shit? <laughs> and um so i wonder this and this is probably going to sound pretty fucked up but i think this um being that this guy got out because of the coronavirus and he told the judge, I got asthma. Okay. So it's going to affect me. I need to get out and see my family. This kid, bro, doesn't get checked or does, if that, if something doesn't happen to him, that tells me everything I need to know about a lot of these so-called, you know, uh, uh, clicks that are around right now in the millennium because they don't hold that much weight. If you're going to allow this one dude to get locked up, rat you out, and your main, main men's are locked up, and none of your soldiers, and you and you claim you guys were like this big gang and you were doing all this shit, if none of your soldiers get this guy within the end of this year or beginning of next year, it, it, you know what I mean? It, it, kids need to start questioning, does this stuff really exist? Is this, you know what I mean? Is this like the cartel? Because, shit, I can see anybody from the cartel <laughs> ratting, all, you know, ratting all the big boys and then being able to get on Instagram and, and, well, and, and, and you know, get well, two million eyes on them. First of all, you're not going to see that with the cartels. I mean, you know, it's right. just, 
everybody knows that. L.A. gangsters know that. San Jose gangsters know that. You know what I mean? Like cartels, uh, the cartels are just like the mob. Back, remember back in the days, the mob, the Italian mob. Right. You know, it's just the Italian mobs. They wear suits. They look like businessmen. You know what I mean? They were straight up. You you will see you will see a gangster back in the day. He looked like a businessman. Yeah. But that that man was a straight, you know, sicario, hitman. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. But what I'm uh, talking about cartels. I mean, they're everybody knows like the cart like real cartels. I'm not talking about like movies and they don't play. They don't play around. You in right. you in and you got to do dirt if you. Put it this way, in the cartels, you got to do dirt just to li to live. If you want to live longer, you got to keep doing dirt. The minute yeah. you stop doing dirt, that's when you die because you're no good to them anymore. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's the bottom line. You know what I mean? With that. Yeah. With that. But but you said, you know, this kid is out. And, and I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I don't think it, he's too big, bro. He's got too much clout. That's true. Takashi, he don't need nobody. I'm going to tell you right now, he don't need nobody. He's got so much money that he's going to have FBI agents being his security. And believe me, this, Ooh. I mean, I don't see him going away anytime soon, bro. Yeah. At all. And he's no threat. He, he's no, he's, he's no, kid. right. And he's no threat like the way Tupac was a threat to right. the government. Because Tupac, exactly. right, you know, Tupac spoke against the man. This kid's exactly. not speaking about against the man. He's speaking about, no. you know, him, him, uh, um, making all this shitload of money and stuff. You know, L let me ask you this, because you know we all know that the there's certain areas in hip hop. You know, reggaeton. I would consider that Spanish hip hop in a way, right? Is it? Yeah. Is it a different? Like, have you ever had to prove yourself? Like, has anybody ever stepped up to you to find out your resume in the studio or even at, at, at a performance? Like, have you ever had that situation where you had to go back and revert to the 90, uh, 90 uh, time era of yourself? I I have. Let me tell you when you want me to tell you. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I've been, remember everything, everything that, that you do, especially in the music, right? It has to do a lot with loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Right. Loyalty and, and being real for for the most part. And you got to understand when you work with producers, different producers, they get to learn by working with you if you're real or not, if you're fake right. or not, you know what I'm saying? So they know, you know, they know, they, 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 they sense it themselves because they see so many different artists, so many different cultures, so many different uh, um, uh, nationalities. So they get to see all that, right? They get yeah. to see all that. But yeah, definitely it happened to me, it happened to me twice where I was at the studio and um, I was at the studio and and the producer that I was working with, there was somebody saying stuff about me that doesn't even know me, never even met me, just because <laughs> of the fact that he saw pictures of me, you know, like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, all over the place and videos and stuff. He was assuming, you know, so he was assuming, right? So uh -huh. this guy decided to open his mouth before I even said anything, before I even got to the studio, my producer was telling the guy, told the guy, like, hey, do you really want to know what this dude's about? Don't, don't be saying stuff, you know what I mean? Like, put it this way, the, the producer was even willing to drop this guy to, like, fuck, I ain't working with you no more. Because hmm. the guy that you're talking about, 
you know what I'm saying? The guy you're talking about, which it was me, my producer was like, bro, he's hella humble, number one. He's humble right. as shit, and he's real as shit. So if you want to say something about him, he said, wait here, I'll call him, and you can tell him to his face. Right. And the guy was like, oh, my bad, you know, I, I, I didn't know you guys were tight like that. And he's like, no, no, it's not about being tight. I'm just telling you that the guy, the dude that you're talking about, he's humble as shit, and he's real as shit. And you're over here talking, and you don't even know that guy. Right. Just because you saw videos and pictures, you're going based on what he looked like. You know what Look I'm saying? Look at this pretty boy. So he was Look at this pretty he boy. He was assuming right. even knowing me. So then, then I told him, next time this guy comes in, hit me up. And that's exactly what happened. That producer texts me. He's here. You know, boom. Yep. I was there, bro. I was there, you know, 15, 20. Boom, I got there. And I walked up to the dude. And I was, uh, you know, and... I, I was I didn't walk up, I didn't walk up to him like um like to hurt him. I just wanted him to know. I walked up to him and I was like I introduced myself like you know I'm like hey man what's up I'm Fachento Boss what's up man how you doing you know what I'm saying you uh -huh. know me and he was like he he was right away he got nervous he was like oh no no I don't know you I'm like do you know me he's like no I, I don't know you I'm like okay so if you don't know me you know what I'm saying uh -huh. because out of respect out of respect because we have that too. There's a code. Right. There's a code that me and you have. Right. Old school code. There's certain things that you can't do in certain place because out of respect. You know what I'm saying? Right. So out of respect to my producer, I didn't do nothing to the dude in there. Right? Right. You know, I could I could have played the ghetto card and the gangster card, whatever you right, want to right. call it, but I didn't. I was just the dude was like, Man, I'm so sorry. He apologized to me right away. He was like, I'm so sorry, man. You know, I just you know uh, you know what he told me? I actually wanted to meet you. Seriously, this is the guy on the street. He's like, I actually wanted to meet you, you know, and, and I don't know why I said that. This is what he told I don't know why I said that. And I told him, I'm like, listen, listen, you know, I'm like, I I accept your apology. I take it. Right. But next time, don't don't say shit like that when you don't know the person. You know what I'm saying? Like I told him right now, I'm here. I'm calling you out. You know what I mean? I'm calling you out right. in your studio, in your session, <laughs> you know, in your studio session. You, you know, you want to know me. We can step outside. Right. If you really want to know what I'm about, you know what I mean? Like, or we can do it however you want to do it. You know, you got boys, I got boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It, it goes down to like, you know, you know, it's like you got guns, we got guns. You got knives, we got knives. Right. You got right. gloves, we got gloves. You got beer, we got beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's no, definitely. You, you know? Yeah. But the guy. But but the guy did apologize. I shook his hand. Uh -huh. We squashed it. You know what I'm saying? I I said okay, we're good. You know, I said we're good. And now I seen him again twice. From uh -huh. he's hey, what's up? He became a fan. You know what I'm saying? He actually told me he became a fan. So I was like, right on. Yeah. Sometimes it takes it takes to shake them for them to realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know how much? Let me ask because you know. So let's go. Let's go into a little bit about. Your background here, and in, in, in when you make you 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 arrive in San Jose, California, and here's the thing, is you have what four or five brothers? I got four brothers and one sister. Right. I mean, there is four of us and one sister. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. That. That. There. How much? How much is? How much is your brothers? part of your life bro like how much is it that they, they kind of mold you into Fanchetto the boss you... uh they don't to be honest with you they don't really have 
anything to do with me when it comes to the music because of the fact that uh it which it's nothing personal you know like mm -hmm. um you know my, my my brothers they're they support me of course right 100 they they support what i do they believe in what i do and they always tell me keep rocking keep rocking you know mm -hmm. but my brothers are more like you know like if one of my brothers a bond for example if one of my brothers an mma fighter that's what he's going to focus on you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. and uh, and and me all i got to say is always you know uh you know i wish you the best keep training you know what i mean mm -hmm. keep your hands up at all times you know that that, that type of thing and, and 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 watch yourself but what brother is this one what, what, like, what, uh, brother, what brother is I this one support me more mentally more uh -huh. than anything mentally you know they talk to me you know and stuff but as far as like support support like like you know if i travel they're there uh or if i for videos i don't ask none of my family for nothing when it comes to videos everything i do is independent everything i do is out of my pocket everything i do is out of me i don't ask my family for one cent when it comes to music so uh -huh. but that's my choice right i've never really asked them i've never i don't know to be honest with you i've never tested that theory where like can I borrow some money for a video? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've never tested that, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think I want to either. But did, just, but but my, so my, my dog, so my question is that how much though do you think they've contributed to the the character or the of the artist of Fanchetto? Like not financially, but as your character, who you are? Oh, um, a lot, bro. Mm -hmm. A lot. You know what I mean? My uh, every each of my sibling has you know obviously different pers. They, they, every each of my brothers have different personalities, right? Obviously, right. So, um, you know, I definitely they play a big part. You know what I mean? Just in general, just on their personality alone, how they're a little different, that plays a part uh, on on what I do when it also when it comes to music. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. On on how how I talk to them, how I respect them, how they respect me, how we dialogue with each other. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we talk about a uh, little bit of politics sometimes about just you know we, we we talk you know what i'm saying about everything and anything and i think some of it um you know a, a lot of it actually i'm sorry let me rephrase that. a lot of it comes uh i feed i basically i feed i feed myself from their uh personalities you know what i'm saying like i i take it i take it in basically from their personalities you know what i mean right and, yeah yeah and make my move do you think it was easier for you, bro, even going when you went from Nicaragua to Brooklyn to California? Did it make it easier to have your siblings? Because you guys are not that far apart in age. I think it's only one of your brothers, right? It's Yeah, uh, my older brother, my older brother. Right. But all of us are like by one year apart. Right. Yeah. So that did that help you? Did you think that helped you stay humble and, and, and just stabilize your life a little bit? Um definitely definitely um obviously not in not in the beginning you know as far as like um as far as like you know uh stabilize my my life not from the beginning but i i think um because we were all in the same boat you know what i mean it's right. like me and my brothers even though we're not twins we were twins all of us hmm. because we were so close that if i'm fighting he's fighting right if i'm in church he's in church if I'm not in church, he's not in church. You know what I mean? If I'm robbing something, he's robbing something. Right. So we, we, we were definitely play a big part. You know what I mean? We were always like, always had each other's back, you know, to like, 
to you know what I mean to right. whatever you know. Um, so definitely, definitely is that is that something your mom embedded it in you guys, or was that something yes. that your dad did? That's no, you. my mother, my mother, mm -hmm. my mother for sure. No question about it. My mom used to be always like, even before she passed, my mother was like, "You guys got to be each other's best friends." You know what I'm saying? You right. guys got to be, yeah, brothers and best friends with each other. You know what I mean? So that played a big part since a young age. Mm -hmm. She always told us, you know, you guys got to be close. Oh, she used to say that. Oh, you know the old say: one stick, easy to break. Two stick, gets a little harder. Three stick, a little harder. Right. Four stick, you might not break. Yeah. My my mother told us that at a very young age, very very young age. So that played a big part, definitely. You know, um, how? You know, I I know you you and your brothers were, and your sister were very close to your mom. You know, yeah, she was the definitely the glue in the family. Definitely. Um, and and when she passed i was i was there you know with you and in in your brothers roger and george and your sister vanessa um and obviously everybody mourned differently and stuff i don't right. i don't remember though ray uh you mourning i mean did you is your music part of that do you think is that what you contribute in your music is there or is it the stripe that you have is that your way of telling your mom I'm okay? Um, I don't think it's necessarily that. I don't think I got to really mourn like in front of. It was more like a front, like I would put, you know, mm -hmm. to my friends and people around me. But I think it was more like I would break down. I would literally break down. You know, like an addict. You know, like when when a uh, when a uh, you know uh, when when a drug addict. You know, when they break down and they cry and they just I, I had my moments, you know, I had my moments, but I always had, like you said it earlier, I always had that machismo, you know, that, that machismo, like you can't be weak. And my father was that type of person that you can't show weakness. You can't be weak. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and because of the lifestyle, the way we live, definitely uh, behind doors. Yeah, I definitely broke down, definitely broke down a lot of times, you know, cry and then kind of like got it out of me. And then, you know, and then move down with my life and then cry again you know what i'm saying like right so I, I will bend differently i would i think i mourn differently not really with my brothers i mourn more separately i did it a few times with my brothers where like we all share that pain and we all cry together and and you know and, and miss my mom together and and wish that she was here but i had a lot of time a lot of times i you know i mourn on my own you know mm -hmm. privately you know separately you know, and, and a lot of it was, I don't know, I guess, I don't know why I was just too, too, too shy or, 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 or afraid for, for my family to see my, uh, you know, me, me being mournable, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Uh, uh, to me, that was weak. You know what I'm saying? It's just that machismo, going back to that machismo again. I don't know. But I definitely broke down a lot of times. Definitely a lot of times. You know, like, like every family, um, like. And, and, and especially like in Latinos families, because I can't, we can't speak for, you know, black families or white families, but in Latinos yeah. families, we always have either a tia or a, a, even a sibling that believes that the afterlife or, you know, spirits. Is there any of that? Like, did you, does any of your siblings believe like, hey, you know, like I felt mom here or, because, you know, my, my grandmother who, who pretty much, you know, kind of raised me, um, she ended up passing about, 
uh, a couple of years back, bro. And it was like, it, it hit me like, I, I've had people die in my family, right? But this one hit me like, like a freaking freight train. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't oh, even get out of bed. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, like I, I, I wasn't the cheerful David that everybody knew, you mm -hmm. know, but my mom is, my mom is one of those people that believe in all that. And my mom would be like, you know, like, Oh, I had a dream about your grandma, blah, 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 blah. Is there any of that in, in, in your family among you, you guys in your guys' circle or no? Yeah. Uh, definitely. My, my brothers, I think my brothers are being the, the most lucky ones because of mm -hmm. the fact that they're the ones that have able to dream about my mom more often than I have. I actually, I will pray. I will literally pray to, to dream about her. You know what I mean? Just, just to see her in my dreams. And, and, um, and it took, it took some years, man. Like I will pray, pray like on the daily. I will pray and I will ask God for me to let me see her on my dreams, at least in my dreams, you know. And for some reason, I don't know why, she never visited me, you know. Mm. I don't know why. To this day, sometimes I ask, you know, maybe I did something uh, more wrong. But I'm like, but my brother, a lot, my brothers did a lot of the things that I did. So I'm like, you know, what was different about me that um, that that it wasn't allowing me, allowing me to dream about her because i would literally go to sleep thinking tonight i'm gonna dream about my mom i want to dream about her i want to see her just by myself talking to myself like i'm gonna see my mother today i'm gonna dream about her today and then on top of that i will pray hmm. that i want to see her you know what i'm saying yeah and, no and, uh, definitely and it, and it didn't happen it didn't happen for a long time and for for years like i mean it took some years and years it, it took some years and years for me to um um get you know for me to get to see my mother you know what i'm saying you think you uh, you think that was like subconsciously like because you were trying to fight that emotions like we're talking about being machismo you know you're just trying to fight that emotion. you think that that's part of it because <laughs> you know i know i know that when when she passed my my grandma that that um my 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 grandmother dude was like she was a gangster herself bro my grandmother was like I come home at three in the morning and I try to be hella quiet because I used to live with her. And I would walk through the like, you know, the little hallway, like tiptoe, took off my shoes, and then she would get out and be like, Ay, mijo, ya estás en la casa, quieres algo para comer? And it's like three. I'd be like, no, grandma, go back to bed. She'd be like, no, 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 no. And she would cook up, bro. And oh my God, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so when she passed, like, like I couldn't even remember her face, bro. Like I I I struggled with that like i couldn't remember her face and then i didn't even cry you know what i mean like i never allowed myself to to like break you know you know mm -hmm. and so that's why like i was having trouble like getting up like i had no self-motivation yeah what, what whatsoever right you know yeah and then finally i think i think my my breaking point bro was i don't want to say forgot about her like forgot about missing her i don't know if that makes sense yeah yeah you, you know mm -hmm. and then finally yeah. i had a dream bro and i actually had i like i woke up and i told my wife about it and uh uh i i talked i told my wife like it was like I, I had like a long conversation with my grandmother you know my grandmother was telling me she was okay don't worry about me blah blah blah, blah, blah. and i was like okay and that was it 
It was like a light switch. I went from here that boom and stuff, you know? So I don't I know in my experience I felt like I was holding back because that's what she would have wanted me to do was not not hurt for her. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, let's go away from that because that's bringing us down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me crack one open. Hold on. So, we got to say that's we have to say that's probably one of the lowest points of 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 your, you know, life experience, man. Is I mean, there's nothing more. Definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, what's what's the highest point in your life? Or do you think you have, have you even made that yet? You know that that you've made some high points in your life, but because we were always looking at to get a step, you know, a step higher. But do you feel like you've had a one big moment where you're like, "Wow, man, I did this! Like, this is from me." I will, I will, I will say. I mean, I don't really have to think about it. It will be my. It'll definitely be my daughter. Mm. You know, being a father, being a father for the first time. You know what I mean? Having my well, I only have one kid, so right. Uh, being being a father, you know, being a father was like. I mean, I was on a cloud, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and I think that's definitely, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% sure that's what changed my life. Uh, going from negative to becoming a positive person was um, because I was, I was a complete person before, before my, 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 my daughter was born. But I, I uh, yeah, just, that was my biggest, I was on a, on a cloud, you know what I'm saying? That was my biggest my biggest 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 um uh what's the word that you just used uh you just told me accomplishment accomplishment that i was yeah. like oh my god that's me that's you know right that's uh my daughter because i grew up i grew up without a father my father was in my life uh all the way to like six years old and then he left so you know what i'm saying right so he leaves so i've never wanted my kid to experience that you know what i mean like i've never even even when i was in that relationship, I always told myself, if this never works out, I'm always gonna stay for her. You know what I mean? I'm basically, right. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna raise my daughter. Period. I'm not gonna be a part-time dad. I'm gonna be a full-time father, even if we're me and the mom are separated. You know what I mean? So that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest accomplishments that I'm, I'm very proud. You know what I mean? Me and my daughter yeah. are insanely close. You know what I mean? Uh, respects me a thousand percent um i don't fight with her i don't argue with her really i mean you know i was a strict dad so right there is a lot of fear <laughs> there's a lot of fear that my daughter she does have you know what i mean towards me but also a lot of respect but i also give her a lot of love a lot of love and respect as well you know what i mean yeah, I think there's one thing, you know, before we sign off and all that, I want to point out, man, is that I've knew you and your, your brother and your sister for years. And the one thing I can always say about you guys is uh, the parenting. I mean, you guys have all done a phenomenal job with your kids, you know, since, since I've known you guys, you know what I mean? And Thank uh, you. yeah, you know what I mean? I'm going to close this with a, with a story. Uh, really quick, and then we'll sign off. Yeah. Uh, a story about about you and your family of why I was so close to you guys and why you guys meant so much to me. Um, mm -hmm. You want to talk about a down ass family? And, Thank and, you. And we talk about our past. You know, uh, you, you know, you're, you're talking about your your credentials and and where you have come from and all that. We both grew up in San Jose and came across each other at a very young age. Uh, and I remember one time, and this is a back in our trouble years, right? 
I was on the run. I don't. I don't, I don't if you're, yeah, you have to remember this. I was on the run. Remember? Oh, yeah. I was on the run. The cops were looking for me, and I needed somewhere to go. Yes. Because I couldn't go home. I couldn't go to like family members because the cops knew exactly where to track me, and uh, and you brought your uh, your brother. It was Roger and you brought me back to your guys' place and say, just stay here, D. And don't worry. And somehow, remember this, the police got your guys' phone number and yeah. called. And I didn't know what to say because they asked for me. And your sister, Vanessa, at the time, who's your, the youngest in your guys' family, the, the, the clan, the, the youngest of the clan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. gets on the phone. And this is how gangster she was. She was like, this is David's girlfriend. He's been with me all day and all night. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And the wow, cop was yeah. like, what? And and then she gives me the phone. And that was the alibi. And I remember yeah. we oh ran with God. that. And I was you just took like. Me back. Yes. <laughs> you took me back, brother. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, if that's not what you call a down-ass familia for, you know, we were street kids. and Yeah, we were. We were, we were street we, we kids. We were. Yeah. We we really depended on each other, man. Yeah, to yeah. get to make, you know, you came out from the jungle of Nicaragua to the concrete jungle of Brooklyn to the to the jungle of palm trees in California, and it, it, you know we we really needed each other to get our, get yeah. each other's out and uh, to get to where we're at now, man. Bro, I, I want to thank you, bro, for taking this time, man, and really just sitting here and chopping it up with me on. Uh, Gloves, uh, gloves down and beers up, bro. It was a pleasure, bro. I, I forget how much memories, man, that we had, and uh, I, I, you know, I, and I, I always thought you're. I told you when I called you to do this interview with me. I said, man, I've, I'm so fascinated and interested in your in your past and you know the overall of the man you've become, of where you started. I think is just phenomenal, bro. And if I could say one thing, brother, I think that your mom is looking down and big smile, and she's like, thank you. You got it, mijo. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, brother. So, again, Panchento here, boss with us on Gloves Down, Beers Up. Just to sign us off, we're going to, you know, play one of his uh, one of his songs here. And you can go find him. I got it all here right here on Pacento Boss and uh, at his Instagram and go get on his YouTube. But I'll let, uh, uh, you know, uh, Pacento uh, tell us uh, other places where he could you guys can find the album. Because I know you can get on Apple, iTunes, and et cetera, right? But go ahead, bro. Tell us where we can find everything. Yeah, you can basically find my upcoming album in every, literally in every digital platform, um, you know, from Apple Music to YouTube Music to iHeartRadio to Django Radio. Uh, we're working to get on Pandora soon. That's one of the things that we're working on. Um, but pretty much when it comes to the digital platform, um, I'm literally all over the place. And um, one of the things that I'm very happy and proud and thankful and thankful and, 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 thank, and thank God for, for uh, my music, it's uh, uh, getting a lot of play uh, overseas, which I'm very proud. My music, it's in a, you know, in a lot of different countries, uh, getting play, getting play and becoming the number one song in a lot of different countries. So I'm very proud of that. And um, yeah, and follow me on Facebook, you know, Pachento Boss. Follow me on Instagram, Pachento Boss Official. Follow me on YouTube, Pachento Boss, to check out my videos. And, um, you know, I want to thank everybody that supports my movement, my music, my Latino movement. And also, David, David, thank you, my brother. I love you, man. Thank you so much for, for uh, 
for the interview. And this yeah. is a privilege. It's my it's my pleasure to be here with you guys. And gloves down, you know what I mean. Beers up, you know. Um, I love it, man. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck and keep rocking, my brother. And God bless you and your family. But we'll we'll do this again. You know what I mean? Yeah, Anytime we, we no, we need to because there's still, there's still a lot of stuff that we have talked about. I mean, there's I think a lot. we just kind of scratched the surface of, of things course. that you know. I mean. Cause we got stories. There's, if anything, bro, we got some stories that we could actually even touch on. Uh, speaking about like the bond of your brothers and and us and some of the dirt that we kicked up and survived through, man. It's uh, kind of crazy. But here goes really yeah. quick one of your one of your songs here from. Uh, I want to say it's. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if your second album or or what. You could pretty much tell us. Facento, boss. El futuro. Volviéndote crazy, manejándote loca, prendiendo tu cuerpo a semillas por horas, porque yo soy fuego extremo, pasión que te quema, deja que te prenda mami, tu imaginación es running, es running wild, cada vez que te toca como la vez, aunque me acabo yo sé que soy número uno, como son las cosas, primero me amaste.